PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is season one, covering everything from food to folklore. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Are you taking single something else? Well, we've got you covered. We're your hosts, Keith, Reg, Ajana, and Lauren. And we'll be covering topics from self-care to balancing relationships in college. We also have a few guests on the episode. And later, we'll be sharing our own thoughts, opinions, and stories about our personal lives. We interviewed several SUNY New Paltz students with different relationship statuses. Today, you'll get to hear what they had to say about relationships in college. We hope you enjoy our segment. We're going to just dive right into one of the interviews today. I have with me my coworker and friend, Doran Baker. I'm a senior in accounting, so I'm here to join my friend Greg, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So I'd just like to start with, what is your relationship status? Currently, right now, I am single and always have been. <laughs> okay, would you like to elaborate further? Is there anything else you wanted to say about that? Um, not much other than I've, I've never had a girlfriend unless you count sixth grade, which I don't. So uh, <laughs> since then, I've, I've been single and only had friends. That's really the only relationship outside of family that I've had. I asked him what he valued most about friendships. This is his answer. Personally, to me, the most valuable things are transparency, honesty, uh, and loyalty, which is something that I try to give in all my friendships. So when I don't get that, it's a big issue for me. What qualities do you seek from a friend? Like when you're meeting someone new, like what qualities are the ones that really stand out to you? Well, when I said transparency, I enjoy when people are very open. And I don't mean about their private life, but when they're willing to listen and talk about things that might not be in everyday conversation, like when I met you at work and we talked about whatever we liked, anime, Invincible, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. But when you came on, it, there was a very open vibe to you. So it wasn't, there wasn't this closed off um, wall that I had to get through necessarily to, to speak to you. So I appreciate that. Outside of that, just people who are kind in general. Um, you might not have to be the most talkative person, but I value when people are very respectful and they try not to be uh, rude when they say anything really. So. Things like that are very important to me when I meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think talking more about our personal experience, like when I when I showed up at work, I didn't know anybody. So I'm not going to come to a place and pretend like I'm better than anyone and pretend like I got something to say. I'm new here. <laughs> I have no experience. I got to be the I got to be the nice guy, you know. Um, so in all honesty, like being honest, being transparent, being open with like who I was, like was one of the easiest things to do. Um, there and I think it's a very great quality, honestly. So, <laughs> on the other hand, do you think there are any qualities um, that just really do not work well with you specifically? Oh yeah, I mean there are there are a lot, but the the main ones would be people who lack uh, empathy or sympathy and choose not to understand anybody else, or the people who constantly or consistently put their feelings and emotions above reasoning and logic, and will do things that don't really make sense at the end of the day but realize it later on and still make it a habit to put people's feelings and emotions beneath theirs. 
and do things like that. Um, like I'm sure I told you about many of my friends who do that, who will do things, for example, ignoring me, but then get mad when I do it to them or when I don't reply because time is limited and they'll choose not to reply to me. So then I tell them, I don't really think we should talk anymore. And they get upset with me for being the way that I am, even though in my eyes it's perfect, perfectly reasonable and logical to just choose not to spend my time giving them time to ignore me. So. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can't really reason with certain people and they will just never really open their mind to um, your ideas and what you're going through at that moment in time. And I think that's one of the most important things to consider um, when building a relationship. So I really like that you mentioned that. How do you balance life, school, whatever it may be, all of your life responsibilities with balancing healthy relationships and building new relationships? It's, um, it's very difficult. In early college, I was very bad at time management, so it was more, it was way more social life than it was school, and I, and I paid for it. But um, over time, you know, as I got older and got into the flow of college, I began to learn how to, even with work, how to go to work, do schoolwork, but to also spend time with my friends. For example, when you, me, and Lucas get on Apex at night, you know, I do my homework first, and it might be late at night, but I made time for it. So <laughs> I found a way to get through it, and um, Apex and things like that are just ways that I, you know, chill myself and relax because school is very stressful and it's my my final semester so it's actually very difficult. Could you get into what routines you've made to make sure that you at the end of the day are still doing good you're taking care of yourself first and foremost and then you can be everything you want to be for your friends? In terms of my self-care I just find time to do things like playing video games or watching tv shows but I also I also pray and uh, that relaxes me but my alone time, and I'm also a family man, so I have a young, I have a niece, and I find that she's actually one of my favorite people to be around when school is crazy or work is crazy. So I often hang out with my my niece or even my my brothers. We're very close. So uh, times like that, I don't get a lot of alone time simply because I live in a big family. I was never too big on alone time. I have it, but I I really enjoy spending time with my brothers and my my niece. Three of my favorite people out there. And whenever I'm stressed out, they're always there to listen. So that's that's a big part of how I feel myself to be the best friend that I can be. Because I go home to my loving brothers and my niece and just vent to them and talk to them. And they're very good listeners. So at the end of the day, I always have somebody to, to lean on, which is very important for me. It's, I just like to be heard. So it, I, that's how I definitely get closer to um, my friends and, be, and become a better friend after that. Because without my brothers and my siblings, my nieces, I, I don't know that I would be as good a friend as I am. And he basically was just jumping around when it came to like transparency, when it came to honesty. Um, and I, I really agreed with that because in, in my friendships, I really try and be like the person who's making someone else's day a little bit better. Because um, more often than not, I find that like, I really need that person in my life. Um, I, I'm very much a, uh, a people pleaser. <laughs> And I also um, get a lot of energy from people. I don't know if you guys feel that, that same way. I'm going to be honest. I definitely tell my friends all the time, you guys should feel lucky to have me in your life because I definitely am the highlight of it. <laughs> you can't always be a people pleaser, but like, it's so fun to be. <laughs> that definitely used to be me. But as I got older, I kind of just was like, I care about my happiness more than pleasing you. So, <laughs> you think there was a uh, defining moment for that? That like that really changed for you? Actually, there was. When I moved upstate, I hated it. And then it was in eighth grade, but I was still going to school in the city. And 
all of my quote unquote friends were not actually good friends. I just was like, you know what? I moved. I don't ever have to see any of you again. So why do I care? <laughs> you know? And that was like really the changing point. It's interesting that you bring that up because I also moved high schools and I didn't move too far away. But then I realized you have to really keep your circle small and you can't really please people anymore to like if you want to like live your own life and want to be respected by other people. He really just hit home that point of like keeping your circle small just in general as well. I thought it was really great too because he also mentioned like having that respect for your friends and respecting their personal space, their boundaries, um, whatever it be, you know, you, you have to maintain that respect because at the end of the day, they're just another person. They're, they might be going through different emotions than you. You might be happy. They might be upset you probably won't be able to tell most of the time, you know, so you have to reach out to your friends. You have to be respectful. I really enjoyed his answer there. <laughs> a lot of what he said applies also to relationships. It's not just exclusive to friendships, like respecting boundaries, respecting the other person, transparency. These are all things that are good things to practice in friendships and romantic relationships in all types of relationships. What do you think uh, are some pros and cons to being single during college. In your own experience, you're saying um, you have a home base, you have family um, to return to, so it's not really that pressing of an issue to you. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Personally, for me, I found in terms of pros to being single for college, I know that I struggle to focus on a lot of things. And I actually tried to to potentially get into a relationship when I first got into college. And it's a good thing it didn't work out because the first semester was a was a mess. <laughs> My mind was all over the place, and um, that's when I realized I, I couldn't handle it personally. It's just too much. One thing that I did really like listening to was how he talked about his family. All right, so I, I grew up with one sister and four brothers, and then found out later that I had a, a fifth brother. <laughs> so the house was, at minimum, seven people, and um, my parents they didn't have the most money, so... We often we shared rooms for the longest time, so we got used to doing things all together. And at my younger brothers, we're the last three of the family, so we've always been treated as like triplets because we're only two years apart each way. So I've gotten used to kind of moving as one with my two younger brothers. Whether every game I got had to be at least two players so we could play together. Every movie we saw was all together. Every friend we had was a friend between three people. So through that, I've kind of gotten used to just chilling with my brothers. I don't really require too much of anybody else in my my family but I've always had two brothers so my older sister she does her own thing my father and my mother and my parents and later on at the age of 14 my niece came along and we kind of added her to our clique of the three brothers so uh, we've always been a tight-knit family but I'd have to say I'm closest to my brothers at the end of the day so everything we do we do together and if we don't we talk about it when we go home and that's been our family dynamic my parents raised us to be as close as possible. At first it was a little rough because, you know, we were all, all three boys trying to get along. It was a little hard, but over time we've kind of learned to, to act as one in a way. So we're, it's a very loving family and I enjoy it. You, you mentioned um, that you're studying accounting, you're senior. Um, do you think financially you're waiting for the right time to step into a relationship as well? Oh yeah, abs absolutely. Uh, when I, growing up, my dad had this saying, and I know he knew this better than anybody else, he, he said, <laughs> romance without finance ain't got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout my psychology classes, we would always learn that um, one of the leading causes of divorce was finances. So for me, it's always been I, 
that's one thing I don't want to struggle with. If, you know, if we have an issue, I don't want it to be financial because it could be avoided now. If I, you know, if I pay attention now in my youth and get that together, I'm not too worried about it coming up in the future as a problem. I wish that we would have asked the question, like, when he does eventually find someone that he deems worthy enough to be his significant other, like, how is he going to incorporate that in, like, his family? Because his family is definitely his main priority, and then it's, like, his friends. So it's like, I know me as a significant other, like, of course, I don't go above your family, but, you know, I want to still feel important. I think with my experience with him, since I do work with him, we talk a, a, a lot. I think he's very family-oriented, as you mentioned, and it's super important to him. He really just wants um, a connection that's meaningful at the end of the day. So um, even if it means less time spent with his family, as long as he's gaining that time elsewhere with a positive connection, positive relationship, I'm sure he'd be more than willing to sacrifice um, some of that time. Obviously, the uh, time management is another factor that he would have to play into, and that comes with experience in relationships as well. <laughs> but yeah, he's a very like caring dude. He cares about everyone, including his family, like especially his family. I guess part of the answer is he, he probably wants to find a significant other who can be like part of his family. Mm -hmm. We should probably move on to the next interview that we did. Hi, my name's Adam. I'm a senior here at New Paltz. I'm an urban planning and history major. Hi, my name is Hannah. I'm also a senior at New Paltz and I'm majoring in digital media production. We've been together for three and a half years now. We yeah. met um, the summer before freshman year. His roommate, he did, he met them online. Yeah, through Instagram. And, long time um, ago. Yeah, and he was a close friend of mine in high school. So, yeah, it kind of mm -hmm. hit it off. It worked out really well. What do you value most in a relationship? Well, I think trust and communication is probably the most important thing. I feel like every relationship, whether that be a friendship or with someone else, like if you don't have the trust as a foundation, then there's nothing really there. Yeah, I'm going to com completely agree with that. I feel like if you don't have trust in a relationship, you're just going to end up end up going crazy. I, f I feel like I feel like having a deep trust in the person is just the most important thing. Sure. A question that I actually asked them was what are some self-care rituals that they practice in a relationship? And this is what they said. We have a long day of school. We can just, just go out for the night, maybe get some nice dinner or, or watch a movie and just and just relax and kind of put school behind. If it's if it's just for myself, what I like to do is just is, is just watch a baseball game or listen to music or just take time to do just like do one of my passions like that. And I think quality time, whether that be like in a relationship or like with yourself is extremely important for myself. I've I get in the habit of being on like my phone or my laptop for like way too long before bed. So recently I've been trying to like read or something, put that stuff away. And especially like when we're together too, I I'm not on my phone ever. That's He's true. not on his phone ever. So I mm. think just like spending that quality time is like really valuable. And that's and that's really cool to to think about. We really aren't on our phones like ever. And that's a really good change from just, you know, always being on my phone. They actually put their phones away. They're never on their phones at all when they're together. And I think that that's actually really important in an age of social media and how everything is so technologically advanced and everyone is typically on their phones nowadays. And I think that it's really nice and really important for them to just have that time to themselves and keep their attention to each other. That's actually very important, like you said, because we are in the like era of social media. Personally, the way that I feel is if I'm on my phone when I'm in your company, like whether it's a friend, a family, significant other, 
then clearly I should just be by myself in my room where I could just be on my phone. Like, that's honestly how I feel. I've been struggling with my partner because whenever I get home, it's from a decently busy day. And then I want to spend time with her, obviously, and she wants to spend time with me. But it's really just at the end of the day um, and we both want to decompress. So we just both hop on our phones for a minute. Um, and then that minute turns to like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then it's like, oh, God, what, what are we doing here? You know, there's definitely like room for everyone to kind of grow in that department. I think the age of technology has well surpassed <laughs> our imaginations at this moment in time. So um, I, I think really importantly, um, in regards to that response, it's super important to put your phone down, really just take the time to connect with another human being. Part of the problem is probably that there's, there's just this box in our pockets all the time that's constantly lighting up and buzzing and beeping and it just wants our attention. It's designed to keep our attention. So it gets in the way of quality time with whoever you're with sometimes. Me being single, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I can definitely see how that would be an issue. I think what you could do is like just make it a rule or you know what, like start creating activities like date night like go out to eat you know you got to eat or cook together well actually maybe not cook together because i know me personally i don't, don't be in the kitchen i'm cooking but <laughs> come up with or have a game night or something like or even if you are on your phones like you know we have eight ball like yeah that's true like you know <laughs> play a game on your phone with each other and then put a wager like loser has to buy dinner or something yeah what we usually do is we watch like youtube videos and just i will usually make dinner because she doesn't really enjoy cooking but i love cooking so like <laughs> oh, we'll usually just do stuff like that. We'll sit on, on the couch and watch some TikToks and just laugh for about an hour and then put on a YouTube video. And then after that, we're, we're kind of like, okay, now what? You know, so I, I think finding out um, things to do aside from using technology to aid human connection is very important in this day and age. So obviously with college, there's a lot of responsibilities that I'm sure that you guys have separately and together as a couple. So I was wondering how you balance your life responsibilities while still dating in college. Yeah, that's a, that's a really yeah, good, that's question. good question. Um, that's something we kind of struggled with freshman year because, you know, we came in and we didn't really know what to expect, especially like as a couple. So um, even managing like friendships or like time with other people or like time studying was kind of difficult mm -hmm. but again just having that communication and being like like I don't know like I'll see you later or yeah. like I'm, I need to get this and done that, or like putting those mm -hmm. things like first because you know like you'll always be there so yeah that was a big step just going from the summer again we had we had that three months before our school we would you know plan seeing each other because we live about 40 minutes away on, on Long Island so we would just you know take a day and spend it together and we went from that to you know being a good five minute walk every day. So we're like, okay, now we have all this time. We have to figure out there has to be time where we're, we're like, we're like, we can't be together and, and have our own time. So really figuring out how to balance that is, is uh, the crucial step that we had to take there. Would you say that trying to figure out that balance and making that shift was a very difficult thing since? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It, it definitely was freshman year, but again, it's like that communication, like, and a lot of stuff like builds up too, so you don't want to have anything like lingering for too long because then it's just like, so it, you just, you need to talk about it. You need to talk about that time. And like being direct. Yes. I think yeah, in any relationship that's especially, that's, that's definitely important. I completely agree, yeah. yeah. 
that being said, what would you say are the pros and cons of dating in college? That's a good question too. <laughs> so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the pros are it's it's really fun to just have someone just just every day just to talk to. I can really just just I think the biggest thing is just completely knows me inside and out because having a friend, your friend's still not gonna know, can't get, like read your mind from just a little change you make in your face, and that and that's really huge. Being being at school where there's so many different stresses from 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 class from internships from all that stuff so having uh hannah to to talk to about all of that just this really makes all the difference for me oh <laughs> that's cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i was gonna say something really similar it's just having that one person that you know is like in the same boat as you all the time it's it's nice how it's nice knowing that you can relate like on that level too and yeah yeah, and the only con I can think of is that is that she eats all my snacks and, and uh, <laughs> just yeah just drinks all my bottles of water. But besides that's, that, that's, that's the only con I can think of. So. Being a boyfriend though, you kind of sign up for that. Yeah, so that's, no, that's honestly, part of the job. Yeah. just having that person that you can go to, it's it's kind of different than a friendship. Oh, if you yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, it's <laughs> just um, just because because you have because you have friends in college and you and you hang out and have fun and all that, but um. Just it's more of like you're able to to be with someone and, and even like not say anything and just kind of like like enjoy the other's company. I, I think that's just huge for like for like my mental health being far from home too. It's just something that I can't imagine not really having here. And now for our final segment. I need you to state your name and relationship status. I'll go first. My name is Tajana and my relationship status is technically single, depending on the day. My name is Keith, and my relationship status is single. My name is Lauren. My relationship status is single. My name's Greg, and I am in a relationship. Oh, we got some diversity here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll actually start with this question, which actually wasn't on my list, but how if you've ever been in a relationship, and make sure to clarify if you have or have not, an official one, not situationship, <laughs> not as complicated, but girlfriend and boyfriend, how long did that last, and how long was it your longest relationship? Well, I am currently in a relationship. Uh, it's two years now. Oh, two years. Yeah. We got anniversaries. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, my longest relationship was, it was like two to three years on and off, so <laughs> it depends on what we're counting. Well, you know, two to three years on and off. It was still that one person. I haven't had like an official relationship, relationship, but yeah, I've I've only had like a situationship. I felt that for for like back and forth and back and forth, which is very toxic. Don't don't do that. Yes, don't do that. Well, how (laughs) long was your longest situationship? (laughs) Like, like six years. Six years. Six years. Yeah. You got me beat. Mine was like three. But the thing. Okay. So this is the the funny thing about this one. I had known him since I was like five years old and we went to daycare together. Our parents were friends before that. And then he moved away and he came back and then moved away again and then came back. And then when he came back, that's when like the actual situation started. But that was a whole mess. I need a whole nother podcast for that. (laughs) But (laughs) that was like three years, like around that time on and off. What was your worst first date? All right. 
So here's the thing. My first date, I didn't even know it was a date. <laughs> as weird as that may sound. That's because, a good or bad thing. Like, because this is why. Because I, I wasn't asked on a date. I didn't ask the person on a date. Oh, I'm somebody who will ask you on a date as well. I kind of just said, I want to get dressed up so you should take me out to eat. And he said, yes. <laughs> so then we got the restaurant. And, you know, I'm not thinking of it. And he was like, I've never been on a restaurant date. I was like, this is a date? <laughs> he was like, he looked at me and was like, yeah. It is. I was like, oh. <laughs> I wasn't thinking nothing of it. So, I mean, I guess that counts. I've only ever um, been on restaurant food-related dates, I guess. I mean, I went bowling one time, but I don't like bowling, so I guess that would have been my worst date. It was a double date, so it was, like, still fun because I was with, like, a group of people, but I don't well, like bowling. It's good that you're with a group. Yeah, oh like, gosh. I don't like bowling. I love bowling. Just wanted to say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it, but I'm very bad at it. I'm really good. Oh, I would love to be Keith. I would love to be Keith. You're going to offend all the professional bowlers that are going to listen to Paul's cast. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. They probably have the it's, sports It's okay. No, no offense taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I, I guess this getting stood up count as a worst first date? <laughs> yes. Oh, my Absolutely. God. Yes. <laughs> then, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to meet someone on campus somewhere and I, I stood there for like 20 minutes or so and I was like tried to text them and then got no response so I was just like yeah I think I'm gonna go did they ever say anything they never texted back oh my, oh my god. god that's crazy now that I think about it I actually have gotten stood up one time but I wasn't counting on them to show up so I don't know if that counts <laughs> I kind of okay. knew too it was just like yeah, I, I feel like sometimes you have a gut feeling based on how they're responding at first. Like if it's kind of brief or it takes a lot of time for that response, you're like, mm, I don't know. Or one word. Yeah, or the or one just, word. Just <laughs> like leaving you in red. Yeah. yeah. It was more like we made the plans and then I like went to double check like, hey, we're still on for tomorrow, right? And no response. So I was like, you know, I have class right before. I'm just going to hang out there after class and then take off if they don't show up. Yeah. Smart on you. <laughs> Cover those bases before they need them, you know. <laughs> I think my worst first date, I, I think dates in general at the movie theaters are not great just because, like, you don't get a, a a human experience with the person next to you unless it's a really crappy movie and there's <laughs> no one else in the theaters and you're really like, okay, now it's time to have a conversation about how crappy this movie is and then it just becomes a riot, you know? Um, and that is really fun, but that wasn't the case. My worst... Um, first date was definitely in the movies and it was basically packed i forget which movie it was that would really help this story <laughs> pick a movie you want to trash talk sure <laughs> um let's call it dunkirk dunkirk was a good film but it wasn't <laughs> it's not a good date movie by any means no. <laughs> um and and basically we were just watching the movie and i would like look over at her and i would make like comments about the movies just like laughing about certain things that i would see and she would just not react not laugh at the things that I was pointing out. Like, I, I could tell that she did just didn't like the film. And then at the end of it, she was like, oh, that was really good. And I was like, I cannot say the same thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, like, I enjoyed the film, just the experience of, like, that date. I was like, oh, well, now I'm just going to go home. This is <laughs> not yeah. worth my time anymore. Um, I think my worst date experience was when I was sort of like Greg at the movies. And then afterward, we were supposed to, like, go to dinner and, like, go, like, to the village um, back in my hometown. It was, like, going to be really nice. We had everything planned. And then he says, oh, I have to leave in the middle of the movie to, like, pick up his friend. And he said, oh, we can reschedule. Um, and can you pay for, like, the, the plans that I had already made, like, at the restaurants and stuff like that? 
And then I said no, and then I got up and left, and then I blocked his number. Okay. <laughs> wow. You know, kudos to you for doing that. That you definitely take the cake if this wasn't like an award to be given out. You would get it for worst date. Is being on a break considered being single or you and your significant other still together? So personally, if we are on a break, we are still together. You do not get to just do whatever you want. I feel like when someone says that you're going on a break, I associate that with you're not together anymore because I know that with relationships, you do need a break sometimes to figure things out and come back together. But I feel like when it says that you're in a break, it's kind of like now it's kind of the time to like have my own space from this person and like you kind of have that freedom and I feel like it kind of makes things a little bit more complicated especially being away from that person it really like shifts your mindset about the relationship itself so that's kind of my take on it see my thoughts on it are basically the same as my thoughts on everything relationships which is you need communication so you need to like both understand what being on a break means and you need a clear sense of boundaries which I think the term on a break doesn't really give a clear sense of boundaries. So you need to communicate like, hey, I like, I want to still be uh, like not seeing other people. I still want to see you, but just in a bit if you wanted to do something like that. Because if you're not clear on that, they might not understand yeah, I, I personally, I think the phrase on a break is kind of like an empty phrase, like everyone kind of like uses it um, for, for this moment, but it doesn't really have a technical definition for everyone. Um, because the definition is so broad, I feel like using that in the moment of a relationship to like go on a break kind of thing is kind of toxic. And maybe you can flame me in the comments <laughs> if you feel like it. <laughs> Um, for saying that, but I feel like it's per relationship. If you and your partner are having this discourse and you just say, I want to go on a break, you better explain what that means. If that means you want to see other people, explain that. If that means you don't want to see other people, explain that. That is very true. I honestly agree. My whole thing is if you want to see other people, then break up with me. You know that up? <laughs> that should be included. But we do have to move on to the next question. So... We're going to make this one, try to make this one extremely short. But do you think it's better to be single in college or in a relationship? I think it really depends on the person, on both people, you know? Like, you need to both have a good sense of time management in order to make time for each other and your schoolwork. And if you're working or doing an internship, there's a lot of stuff that goes into going to college and a relationship. So you need a good sense of balance. To go off what Keith is saying, I definitely agree that it depends on the person because some pe some relationships can manage really well in college and thrive, and while other people can just, they have to be single and just focus on themselves because college is stressful enough already. That's true. Personally, I do agree. I think that you it does depend on the person. Like, speaking for myself and myself only, I really always wanted to be in a relationship. Like, I feel like one thing that social media does do is it... it it promotes relationships like a lot more than they used to like us growing up. And so because of that, like I've always wanted to be in a relationship like I like see it, you know, but 
me now, what I do know is I'm too selfish. Like me, like right now, like I have dreams that I want to chase and it's like I'm not sacrificing that for anyone. And like that's something you would have to do. So for me, I think it's better for me to be single. However, if I found someone that fit into my dreams as well and was also going to put their dreams before me, then I think it could work. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. I think in order to reap the benefits of a relationship in college, you really need to understand what you want at the end of the day, what direction you're headed in, because at the end of the day, you're here for school. You're here for an education. You're here for your career moving forward. If you don't have that and you just want to have a relationship, you're not ready for that relationship. I'm sorry. Most definitely. I got to tell you, I got to <laughs> tell you right here, right here, before you get into anything, you are not ready for that relationship until you're ready to understand who you are, what your needs are, and how a different person could fit into your mold of what a dream is, as Tajana had mentioned. Yeah, and that goes back into like balancing things too. If you don't know how to balance your time, then it's going to be really hard to have a relationship in college or at any point, really. Right. All right. So this is going to be our last question before we wrap it up. I want everyone to just go around and state one quality that both a friend or significant other must have. No, one to three. I'll give you options. So for me, I'll go first. You need to be honest. I cannot stand a liar. If you can lie about something little and everything after that, I'm going to just question you. I'm never going to believe you. Two, you got to be funny. I'm sorry. I'm funny. I take pride in being funny because a lot of females, no offense, ladies, a lot of females are not funny. So the fact that I'm funny, I thank my dad for that because I definitely get my sense of humor from him. But you need to be funny, too, because we're going to be laughing. Like, I need you to make me laugh as well. And that's all I have for right now. <laughs> um, I mean, definitely, I like when people get my sense of humor and I get theirs. It's always good for friendships or relationships to be able to have good chemistry, bounce off of each other well. I think for me, um, number one would be honesty. Number two would be communication. And number three would just be being able to have, like, chemistry as Keith said, because, yeah, I think that's very important because if you're talking to someone and they kind of give you one word answers and you can't really get anything out of them and you're just kind of the one speaking all the time, I think that's also um, kind of awkward. And I think that it needs to be two way street for any relationship. Yeah, that's another one for me that I didn't think of is someone who actually seems like they want to speak to me. <laughs> someone where I'm not reaching out every time. Yeah. I would say my qualities is someone who's trustworthy, um, someone who's truly caring of me. And I, I think above all, someone who's responsible, not only for the oh, things yeah. that they need, but if if I can't like it, like, let's say, God forbid, I get into an accident and I need help getting around. I need help doing whatever I need. I need to be able to reach out to that person, ask them for help without questioning if they're able to help me or not. That's that is very minimal. true. You need to be able to be like reliable. Um, but that was that's going to be the end of our podcast. I really enjoyed these questions. This was a fun segment and hopefully we'll be back. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening. This has been the Relationships episode of PulseCast Season 1. This episode of PulseCast was brought to you by SUNY New Pulse's DMJ 393 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.